daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast where you might expect a scare here or there. <laughs> so that's from classic Sandler Castle film, Hoobie Halloween. Yeah, that's the one. And uh, I thought it was appropriate for this week because we are going to expect a scare here or there, maybe once or twice in the two films that we're looking at this week. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how are you anyway? I'm good. Just before we started recording, I had the biggest dinner and a protein shake at the same time. So sorry if this is like a really uh, gassy, <laughs> horrible intro. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. It's weird because this is like the first time that we've done an intro standalone. Usually we record it straight after our main thing. So usually we're asking each other how we are after we've spoken to each other for like three hours. <laughs> so this is actually like almost genuine. But yeah, I'm good. I'm uh, excited to take a trip to the Hotel Transylvania. One and two. This is the Sandler Pit. We watch and talk about every single Adam Sandler appearance in any film, TV show, or animated series of films. Or video and game. like, don't talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we're watching Hotel Transylvania 1 and 2. Next month, we're going to watch three and the short films and then after that we're gonna play the video game that i don't think adam sandler was involved in in any way no he's not in time for hotel transylvania 4 transylvania which adam sandler's not in no you know he shared it on like twitter or instagram or something so i'm on the hotel transylvania transylvania wikipedia page right now and when it comes under production it's been confirmed this is the final film of the series that same month sony confirmed that adam sandler would not be reprising his role as dracula this role's been given to brian hull who the fuck is brian hull no one's gonna watch that (laughs) he's not a draw that brian hull are they gonna keep the fact that the animation looks exactly like adam sandler as dracula let's have a look at brian hull he's a voice actor youtube and impressionist he's also in monster pets which was a short film so it's a bit like you know tom hanks his brother does all the voice work for woody when yeah. when woody's the toy so it kind of be like his brother taking over as woody mm-hmm. we can decide right here and now are we gonna cover transformania because adam sandler's not in it but andy sandberg steve buscemi david spade they're all there i think we have to do it you have to finish off the series <sighs> we'll have that yeah. big talking point of is brian hull as good as adam sandler <laughs> <laughs> we need to do when we're doing the trailer have a side-by-side comparison <laughs> vocal comparison yeah so have you seen hotel transylvania one and two i've seen the first one i think or at least the trailer <laughs> i see i keep saying that i've seen these films like i said that i'd seen funny people and just go with it and then we got to review those and i felt like i was watching a film i'd never seen before and i still can't remember either of those films to be fair so i'm not surprised I'm the same. This came out in 2012. And in 2012, I was 17 and I had a Cineworld card and I watched every single film that came out in 2012. I do remember seeing it and I remember really, really not liking it. And I've never seen any of the sequels or anything. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I've definitely not watched the sequels if I have seen the first one. Is it Happy Madison producing this? I don't know. I thought it was 
maybe like Sony Pictures, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm looking Universal? at Sony Pictures Animation. I have a lot of beef with Sony Pictures Animation. I think they are fucking terrible, but they occasionally do something really, really good. What else have they done that's terrible? They did Open Season, that that's series. That's quite good. Is it? No, I haven't seen it. They did the Smurfs. Oh, that wasn't good, was it? Is yeah. that even animated? That's like one of those ones where the Smurfs come to the real world, isn't it? Bits of them are animated, aren't they? I thought the Smurfs were real. <laughs> they did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, which is good. I think they've turned it around in the last few years. Oh, yeah, really? Because we've got a back-to-back emoji movie, Peter Rabbit, Hotel oh, yeah. Transylvania 3, Bangers. Goosebumps 2, and then Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> Some bloody good ones there. Half for Christmas they did, which what was quite a good. Mess. They worked with Ardman yeah. for Half for Christmas and Pirates. They were both all right films. Yeah. They're definitely big hitters and misses. There's something about these kind of animated it's, films. Do you know what is funny, actually? Today, the embargo lifted on reviews for The Mitchells vs. The Machines, which is like a Netflix film that I would have no interest in, but it's made by Lord and Miller, who did like Spider-Verse and Lego Movie and a few other really good ones. That literally got like five-star reviews everywhere. Oh, wow, so, really? I guess if they work with the right people, like Lord and Miller's or Adam Sanders of the world, then they're going <laughs> to... <laughs> make good stuff so usually we have something called the sandler scale which is a, a list of tropes that appear in all of these films how many of them do you think will hit in this which is a family animated film so we watched bedtime stories which was a family live action film <laughs> and that had surprisingly big amount of the sandler scale tropes that had like even racist jokes like rob schneider dressed as a native american so i wouldn't be surprised if they managed to somehow cram some offensive stuff into hotel transylvania maybe it will be like in yeah, the Shrek but... films when they have like a little bit of an offensive joke that they kind of hide it'll surely be quite hidden and like not as noticeable as usual but yeah they have surprised me before with what they can put into these like supposedly like family oriented films mm-hmm. i'm really not looking forward to this one <laughs> I think that the rod for our back that we've made is that we're watching Hotel Transylvania 1 and 2 in close proximity. Yeah, how are you going to watch them? Are you going to double build them or are you going to give yourself a break? I've double built them a few times before and it is very fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I'll probably have a break, I reckon. I'll see how I feel after the first one. If it's a bad watch, then I probably won't rush to watch the second one, but we'll see. The first one is actually surprisingly high rated on IMDb compared to Adam Sandler's usual stuff, you know? Yeah, didn't we say it was one of their like highest rated films? It's got 7.1, the first one, which I think is quite good for like a kid's film. What about Hotel Transylvania 2? So the second one is, the third one is all in vacation or something. Yeah, European on. vacation, I think it is, so, like like Juice Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is classic, like, territory, yeah, with European Jiggle. You take them and you put them on in a holiday thing. What's the second one about? I think they've got kids. I think, like, the couple from the first one have kids in the second one. But aren't the couple in the first one, aren't they, like, teenagers? Yeah, but it can be sad. Aren't they, like, can't 12? It? Yeah, yeah, no problem no, with that. No, because the guy, Andy Sandberg, is, like, traveling isn't he so he must be university age maybe right i don't remember a single thing about this but he's this is all i can remember it was in like adverts that were on like every dvd or whatever it's andy sandberg's like this normal guy who goes backpacking and he ends up at like the hotel transylvania and i think he doesn't notice that they're monsters he's like the only human staying there they're all monsters that have been like 
kicked out of their villages because they're a mummy. So who owns the rights to like Dracula and the mummy and Frankenstein and things? I think they're public license, aren't they? Is it not because they were made so long ago? That's why like films like Victor Frankenstein with Daniel Radcliffe is allowed to exist. But what about like the Universal Monsters? How do they kind of deal with that copyright? I don't know. I think that they're just like the trusted ones because they're the ones that have like made the classic films. But I think anyone's allowed to make their own version of those characters. But these are the Universal stylized ones. Yeah. Frankenstein's monster, he's blue in this instead of being like that classic green that you see in all the old ones. So maybe it's just little like things to get around the copyright with it. I think it was, I read something that Spider-Man should have been out of copyright by like 2018 or something. So if the copyright laws hadn't changed because of Disney or whatever, anyone could be making their own Spider-Man film now. We could have had Adam Sandler's Hotel (laughs) Spider-Man. He's one of the monsters at Hotel Transylvania. Spider-Man played by Steve Buscemi. (laughs) Oh God. So in this film, will it ruin it if I have a look who everyone's playing? Nah. Odds are when you're watching it, you'd probably look at your phone and check anyway, wouldn't you? Like within the first 10 minutes. Yeah, because how are we going to do a Sandler scale, which is an actor, when we don't know who they are? Are you telling so, me that you couldn't recognise Kevin James's voice? I could definitely recognise Kevin James's voice, but where I'm worried is Peter Dante. That man's a what? chameleon. His iconic voice? <laughs> his, his little uh, Scarface voice that he does <laughs> in some of the films. So we've got Andy Samberger's Johnny Loughran. Oh yeah, he's Jonathan Loughran. That's a big one, isn't it? I love that. Uh, obviously, Adam Sandler as Dracula, Selena Gomez as Mavis Dracula, Kevin James as Frankenstein. Great. Good. He's not uh, Frankenstein's monster. Is he the scientist? He's the scientist. <laughs> We've got Steve Buscemi as Wayne, a werewolf. What was his name in Hoobie Halloween? Mr. Lambert. Yeah, it wasn't Wayne Lambert. <laughs> what am I talking about? Yeah, I'm not sure. That sounds like a football club owner. But that's the second time Steve Buscemi's played a werewolf. Oh yeah, very good. Molly Shannon as Wanda. David Spade is playing the Invisible Man. Yeah. Jesus. John Lovitz is Quasimodo. <laughs> I read that earlier. That really got me when I saw that. <laughs> that is perfect casting. But I'm looking at here, there's nothing for any of the like small ones, like Peter Dante, Jonathan Loughran. Well, I've and... seen that Jackie Sanders in it. So that's one the first of the one. On oh, IMDb, shit. it says Martha. Also says Chris Parnell is voicing Fly. Is Chris Parnell in this as just a fly? He's playing a little fly. We don't usually look at the cast list before, but this one's also made me laugh. Linnell, who is the one that Borat marries at the end of the first Borat film, who plays the prostitute, she's in it as shrunken heads. What's your like experience with these monster films? Do you know these characters well? Do you like them? I guess like I've never I've seen one of those old Universal films. I watched Frankenstein and I thought this is really really shit. Oh, I love it's that. Really... Film. <laughs> oh, it's just like there's no music and it's just like an hour of people running about. This is yet another one of Luke Thomas's favorite contradictions. <laughs> there's, there's no music in this one. Bedtime stories. All you hear is dun dun. Oh, sorry. Sorry. What what do you want? If a film's got music, it's good. (laughs) Just bedtime stories is whimsical music all the time. So Um, if Frankenstein from 1931 or whatever it is had the whimsical score from bedtime stories, would it have been good? Yeah, it'd have been amazing. (laughs) I'm pretty certain Um, there is music in that film. 
there is, but just walking down a hallway and talking, there's nothing. I don't know. I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. There's obviously good bits, but I really like the book. I guess the fact that that film exists is like why there's never been like an adaptation of the actual book, like ever, except for yeah. the really shit one they did in the 90s with Robert De Niro. Have you seen that? We yeah, just watched that for English literature. He's got like so yellow eyes, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, it's bad. That yeah. was closer to the book, but like that kind of showed why it didn't really need to be like close to the book because the old one was definitely better than that, at least. Dracula's a weird one. I've always wanted to read it, but I never have. Yeah, me neither. I've watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, the film that had... Oh, who was Dracula in that? I want to say it was Anthony Hopkins, but it might not have been. Oh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, that's the one, yeah. I watched that. That was... It was okay. Had a few good bits, but Dracula's been like done to death and it's usually quite shit. I'm trying to think. I can't think of a single Dracula film I've actually seen. You mean you haven't watched like, Dracula I've Untold? The ghosty one. No, I haven't seen any Dracula film. <laughs> no, me the only neither, thing really. I've seen is... Uh, do you ever watch Young Dracula on CBBC? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it had the guy from Submarine in it. Uh, whatever his name is. Oh, Craig Robbins? Yeah, and he's his best wow. friend. Probably bad. How was he French doing that friends. at the same time as Tracy Beaker? It, it was that lovely bit between Tracy Beaker and before Submarine. Another point of comparison with this film before we start this is that recently the Addams Family got rebooted as an animated film and they put it on Netflix recently and it's one of the only films that I've only watched five minutes of and turned off. I never usually do that. Wow. And this was, it was really bad. Um, what was wrong with it? It was just like so boring for a kid's film, you know, like you want it to be fun or at least have like interesting characters. But I think we just like hated all of the characters. There was like bits where to make them quirky, they just didn't talk and stuff like that. Like Wednesday Adams, just like a kid just stood there. Yeah. Did you ever watch the nice films, the, the two of them? Yeah, they were classics, weren't they? Yeah. I saw that coming out and I was like, if this is like, I don't know, like a stop motion, you know, Coraline. You seen, uh, yeah. I remember, did you, have you ever seen Paranorman? Mm -hmm. I love that film. That's really underrated. I feel like that style would suit that kind of film. But Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if studio, what are they called? Leica. Leica films. Yeah. yeah, if they made it, it would have been much better. But yeah, it was just so bland. And it was like, these are classic characters, aren't they? They've been going for so long. And you could tell they made a film to make it almost like Hotel Transylvania instead. It should be the other way around, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, Hotel Transylvania should be aiming to be something like the Addams Family, the Monsters or something. Yeah. But we are getting off the back of a lot of shit animated reboots. Like that Tom and Jerry's just come out. Mm, uh, Scooby-Doo. That Scoob, I had to turn that off in the first five minutes. Yeah, I was, I was like, really excited for that when I saw the advert of it, when it had like the origin <laughs> story of them. I was I was proper hyped and it's been on Now TV for ages and I've still not watched it. Maybe yeah, I'll so have a taste for it after Hotel Transylvania though. So I was watching Chernobyl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the third episode when the firefighters are fucking succumbing to that radiation poisoning. Their whole bodies are all burnt and horrible. And then they bury them in the like the lead coffin and i was like this is so depressing i need something to bring me back up so i put on scoob and it just made it worse <laughs> oh no bad. that's not good i love animated films and i think I, I like most kids films i know you said that you only like ones that have a deeper meaning or something but i think that's I, that's silly that is i don't know if i said that i feel like it needs you said to you, have... i think you said like you don't like ones that are just for kids yeah i feel like a lot of the time there's quite a patronizing element to 
animated kids films where there's nothing i feel like animated films should have something for the adults who are watching it as well something for like the whole family and like don't just lean on the fact that your demographic is like under five and just make your film really lazy and boring like so when you watch shrek and there's that joke about farquad overcompensating were you like yep this is good <laughs> yes this is for me now yeah stuff i don't I, know i kind of get what you mean but at the same time i think like i don't have too much of a problem with a film having just like one set aim of like you know making kids laugh i don't think that's so bad because that's like you know if you watch like an old charlie chaplin comedy film or whatever that hasn't got any deeper meaning other than like a guy falling over all right all right you're you are a bastard (laughs) you are completely mixed up what i'm saying i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with something that's just aim is to make people laugh or whatever no if you don't want kids to be entertained that's fine like make them all watch like when the wind blows or whatever it was called (laughs) 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 turn off the emoji movie i've got a real film for you these this old man and this old lady succumbing to uh, radiation poisoning because they're so northern and stupid see there you go I think like things like the Emoji Movie, they're the ones I have a problem with. The big sellout ones that they're just trying to make it as populist as possible, making a profit when there's no artistic integrity to the work and stuff. It's the same with Sing, the same with like the Minions films. I really don't like it. I feel like they're very cheaply made and written and all they're aiming to do is just make money. You don't think that Disney Pixar want to make money when they make films? (laughs) (laughs) There's an element of like creative... All right, okay, I'm talking to my ass. I am am talking to my ass. I've I've talked myself into a corner. I just really don't like Sony Pictures Animation. I don't like the ones that make... Is it Illumination? Hmm. They're doing something hard harmful i feel to the animated industry where dreamworks in the past they'd do stuff that was a bit weird they'd do over the hedge they'd do b movie a lot of hits a lot of misses but i feel like they all had something to say and these new ones they're just so fucking bland maybe but i don't know there's there's the odd one that sony have, i think they're sort of turning it around a little bit i i get what you mean yeah. for sure like a lot of I think Shrek came out and was so good and then loads of them tried to like copy that and we got like shit like Shark Tale that wasn't great I don't know there was quite a few like dodgy ones but I think the new ones it's a tough one isn't it because animation is expensive and time consuming and whatever so it's got to be quite good it's got to get the kids eye though right yeah I do miss traditional 2D animation no one does that really anymore and even yeah. um, who's the ones that you like the spirit away people yeah studio ghibli their their new one looks horrendous have you seen the advert for it yeah and it's like the witch <laughs> it looks horrible and i just don't get it like there's nothing against computer generated animation either i think that looks cool as well i do miss like what's the last one disney princess and the frog yeah it's mad that we're getting to a point as well now where like films are trying to mimic the style of 2d but using computers instead of hand-drawn <laughs> yeah did you watch klaus yeah, yeah, that was really good, to be fair. I loved that film. It was really good. Really surprised me. That's the same sort of animation style as, like, they did a new Snoopy film where they used that style, and then, like, obviously, like, the Spider-Man ones. I think the new, that Netflix one that I spoke about, the Mitchell vs. the Machine or whatever it was called, that's the same sort of thing of, like, trying to make it look 2D but with, like, a bit of an edge. And I think it looks really good, but, like, it just seems a shame to, like, ditch doing it by hand but then mimic doing the same thing. Yeah, with film and stuff, everything's cyclical. If something comes out and it's 2D animated and it does really, really well, everyone will try and copy that. It's like that with TV shows, like how there's all these crap shows of people. They're like thin characters with their arms at their side and they're all looking like because of Rick and Morty and it's it, I hate that style yeah. there's like oh, a yeah, Star I Trek show that's Rick and Morty then there's like all these Netflix new series that are coming out that all look exactly the same do you know what's one of the most depressing things is watching like a 
series two episode of the simpsons and they're watching a new one mm. oh my god like what what have they done like you can't see any of the line work whatsoever it's just depressing yeah it's a shame i think that really hotel transylvania looks like art compared to some of these things so <laughs> oh my god we're talking about hotel transylvania <laughs> one and two got a 40 got... minute tangent <laughs> We've got a thing called the Santa scale that we've already spoken about a little bit that we're going to tweak for this one, I suppose, because I can't imagine that there's going to be maybe like racist jokes or transphobia in this one. So I think we'll tweak it a little bit, but we're going to have one scale that we'll use for both films. We'll just carry it over because if there's less tropes in this film, at least that gives us more of a chance of getting a line, I suppose, by the end of it. Yeah, that's a good idea, I think. We'll see if there's things like, I don't know, Rob Schneider getting injured. In Hotel Transylvania 2. <laughs> is Rob Schneider in any of them? I, I can't see that he is from looking at the cast, but you never know if there's going to be like a <laughs> chupacabra or some sort of Mexican ghost story that's going to appear. And they'll be like, oh, we need to get a Mexican. Who's around? Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, that'd be awful. Oh, but one yeah. last thing. How horrible is it going to be watching an animated film and hearing Steve Buscemi's voice, but you're not watching Monsters, Inc.? Oh. oh. And it's about monsters. Yeah, and hearing David Spade and not watching Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, that's true. Really can't wait to watch these films. This is why I bought a 4K TV. (laughs) (laughs) I'm keeping an open mind. Like, definitely for this one, I'm a lot more optimistic about than the third one and then the video game. And And then Transformania. And Transformania. I'm really upset about that Transformania news. It's kind of making me not want to watch these films anymore. I want to know the beef, why uh, why Sandler... It can't be that much work to just talk into it. He's probably got no room left in his money vault underneath his house. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't actually need any at the moment. I'm still riding high on the success of Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Jesus, this intro's gone on forever. So, bloody grab your cape, grab your little bolts to attach to your neck. We're going to go from our castle to a <laughs> bloody spooky castle. Take your suitcase as well. <laughs> Get your passport. <laughs> don't forget your toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's go watch this bloody film. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Welcome to Hotel Transylvania. And we are back from our trip to Hotel Transylvania and Hotel Transylvania 2. The start of the animated film series starring Adam Sandler and some of his friends as little monsters in a hotel. Luke, do you want to tell us the story of both of these animated (laughs) films? Yeah, so just a quick up top about how we watched this. You watched one and then you watched another the next night or something? Yeah, two nights on the truck. Yeah, I double billed them and then I finished at half one in the morning. That's rank. <laughs> three hours. It's not good for many films, is it? No, and especially not for this because I became very paranoid. Like, I just went mad thinking about the universe this film set in. And I've you got saw it as a little set. horror film, didn't you? <laughs> I, was, I was really scared. <laughs> So this film is set in a, I guess, like the the kind of classic horror monster universe. Uh, You've got Dracula, whose wife died, and then he has a daughter. You see him early on with her as a baby, and then it cuts a hundred or so years in the future. He's got a hotel that he has for monsters, but he is really afraid of humans, which we'll get into in 
in a bit why so he doesn't let them come there and his daughter really wants to escape she's a bit like a ariel from the little mermaid she wants to be where the people are really shit (laughs) (laughs) anyway a lot of dancing a lot of singing they bring in a human a human comes it's it's mavis's that's his daughter it's her 118th birthday she falls in love with andy sandberg andy sandberg is a human there's a bit of a problem that's resolved film two they're married they then have a horrible little child that child gets up to all these hijinks with his granddad and uh, that's it that's the plot of both of these and there's a struggle between mavis and jonathan they're not sure if they want to live with the humans or live with the monsters that's like a, there's not the subplot there's not really a struggle between them though because it was like he... get out he goes <laughs> to their house and there's they're doing all these like weird racial stereotypes and stuff it's just like an animated get out it's exactly like that but with vampires yeah there isn't a conflict between them two though because he really wants to live with the monsters they don't set up any drama whatsoever with him he, he wants to live with the monsters but she's kind of thinking about it might be nice for the kid to be normal isn't she it's so shit so this is a nice place to grow up <laughs> that's what she's saying what did you think of hotel transylvania one and hotel transylvania 2 well how long have you got no, <laughs> All I've, night. I've made a very small amount of notes for this because i was just like i'm not gonna have to write loads of stuff i mean i feel like you've gone the total other direction where <laughs> You've sat and thought about these films way more than needed to be. Way more than anyone has ever thought about these. I think these are fine. They're very of their time for like modern kids. They kind of make you feel old. They're not as maybe timeless as what other studios would be offering because there's a lot of like flow rider songs getting played that for me is the part that takes away from it but i feel like they're fun enough they're quite like colorful i think the animation's pretty good for the most part yeah i like the animation i didn't mind it to be honest i think like there are quite a few adult leaning jokes in it i think you could easily say this definitely must have been written by Adam Covert and Adam Sandler. I think it said it at the end of one of them. It has got a lot of Adam Sandler's usual little jokes and stuff. It feels like a gateway kind of film for kids, doesn't it? Like, they'll watch this and then they'll watch something better, like Nightmare Before Christmas or, like, the Leica films and whatever. For the most part, I didn't mind it. I didn't. I definitely didn't hate it. And my fiancé, who watched it with me, was like, oh, I really like this. I think I like this more than any of the other films we've watched. And I'm in the process of currently editing the Juice Bigelow episodes and, like, thinking back to those films, it's a fucking far cry away from that but yeah I, i'm not in any rush to ever watch them again i don't feel like there needs to be a third and a fourth one and two short films and a video game <laughs> and a comic book series but it was all right yeah i shared very similar i went in this with a way more negative view than you i thought it was fine i didn't find it funny i think the main thing that i took away is how conceptually broken it is at at times like what the fuck is this yeah it's a weird world isn't it where they're like semi-famous now as well aren't they yeah in the sequel they're like they're all famous everyone just is going yeah they exist and it's fine i preferred the second one a lot more than the first one i didn't like the first one at all it was really grating on me by the end with the constant musical interludes and you know what i find really lame is when people go this is what's cool and then they show like a fucking lmfao song (laughs) 10 years (laughs) ago and you're like what are you talking about and then you do like a skater scootering and stuff and i don't know i found it uh, quite lame the first one but the second one i thought had moments where i was like this is all right yeah i feel like it's a hard one for us to judge because we're so used to seeing like i don't know rob schneider doing dirty little things or hearing like really dodgy jokes whereas this is it is inoffensive but like yeah there is that odd thing one of the songs they play so many times i think it is lmfao and then as i told you off air i've been re-watching all the fast and furious films i watched one that came out the same year as the second one they had the same bloody song that one that's like <laughs> it's going down for real <laughs> that plays like three times in one of them <laughs> 
the musical bits I think are the worst bits for these, which is surprising considering it's Andy Samberg and Adam Sandler who are both really good musically a lot of yeah, the time. The bit when they did their like their own sort of song at the end, I'm not saying it was great. I hated that. <laughs> that but, was the worst bit which, of the film for me. Oh really? When that happened, I was like, "It's okay. It's for kids." That's all I could think. But I would much rather have them doing that than dancing to "I'm Sexy Yeah and I Know It." All right. Every film since Shrek, every animated film has ended with the big sing-song at the end, and I think yeah. I'm fed up with it. Shrek Two did it perfectly, where <laughs> Puss and Donkey are singing "Living uh, La Vida Loca," and that's 2004. It's finished, and yet here they are still doing it. And Adam Sandler raps, and it's so cringy and dated and yeah why did they do keys wallet phone or whatever it was called (laughs) what would be the vampire version of that like steak garlic oh that'd be the opposite of what you'd want (laughs) yeah no he'd want some like a little jar of blood or something jar of blood a picture of his wife (laughs) some sun cream (laughs) (laughs) jar of blood picture of our wife sun cream sounds like a crime scene yeah, I don't know. There's bits of it that I did really like. In both films, I think that was mainly around John Lovitz because his role as Cosimodo was pretty good in the first one. You see the one with the rat? Yeah, he's the chef. Yeah, he and then in good. the second one, he was the Phantom of the Opera. It wasn't that funny, but there was one bit when they were at a table having like an awkward meet the parents style like clash of their families, humans and monsters. And something happened like, I think the human mum said something like, oh, maybe the kid could come and live with the normal people. And then the Phantom of the Opera was just at the keyboard and he was like awkward in like opera i kind of like that of course you love that <laughs> i was like that was like something out of like the wedding singer loved it oh dear this film has a lot of characters both of them should we go through them one by one yeah we got time haven't we we did a half hour intro so we might as well <laughs> we have dracula what do you think of adam sandler as dracula I thought, oh God, this man, what can't he do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually, I didn't mind him. I thought it, it was all right. It was kind of funny. Like Adam Sandler's voice work is quite like a limited range and this voice was fine. It su- suited the character. And I don't know about you, but I kind of love the fact that he just like sang within two seconds of being on screen with a fucking yeah. ukulele. It I was told just you, so... I said that he sings Mockingbird and you were like, That'd be weird. And then he did it in the first 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, he, he always plays the same guy. Even when he's yeah. Dracula, <laughs> he's still a really ridiculously overprotective and annoying dad with annoying friends who with sing songs on a ukulele with superpowers every time. And, and also who has a childhood that's definitely better than the current kid's childhood. That came yeah. in the sequel. <laughs> I was going to mention that. He goes, oh, when I was a young vampire, we used to do real vampire things. And they go to this camp where they're molly coddling all these vampires. He's really angry. It's exactly like grown ups. So stupid. It really made me laugh when that happened. Me too. Like... But yeah, I think overall he's he's pretty fine. I like his, he does a bit of a Zohani kind of fluctuation in his voice sometimes. Yeah. But I think his accent's fairly consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have Mavis played by um, who? Selena Gomez. Yeah. Didn't think she suited the voice. And I've got something at the end when we do the trivia bit about who was meant to play that role. And I find it the controversy there very stupid. In fact, should I just say it now? Is it Miley Cyrus? Yeah. So Miley Cyrus is meant to play this character. And then she got caught buying a penis cake for Liam Hemsworth and then <laughs> licking it. And they were like, oh, we don't need this person who doesn't represent family values in this film. Adam Sandler <laughs> so many awful things. David Spade as well. Like, they're all really bad, crude comedies. And then, uh, same as Andy Samberg, like, his 
Holloway's well, dick in a box. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like this film came out, I think, between maybe Grown Ups and That's My Boy or something like that. Yeah. In which Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg are both in it, and like that film's full of paedophilia, incest, every problem. Is but in- no, the the issue there is that Miley Cyrus licked her penis. Fuck off! That really annoyed me when I read that. It sounded yeah, a that bit on weird. Me. That would have been great if she was in it. Honestly, I think it's got a bit more personality, a bit of a gruffer voice as well. Like the character was. She sounded really, I don't know the word, like quite angelic for the character, which is sounds very young. Goth, yeah, which I found quite uncomfortable in the sequel where she's like a mum, but she still sounds like a kid. Like a kid, yeah. Then we have Jonathan, who is Andy Samberg. Jonathan Lochran. Jonathan Lochran. How good is that? Confirmed, (laughs) confirmed that that's how we say his name is Lochran. I did actually scream because even though I knew that he was called Jonathan Lochran, I feel like I, oh, Lochran even. Lochran! No, I mean the I character. I think I might have told you that I found it out a few like months ago. Even though I knew, I was still like, oh my god, what a fucking cameo. Because I don't think his voice is in it, but like his name being there, that's incredible. Yeah, it's the main character because it would make sense that the character in the first one, because it doesn't get named till the sequel, is named after Jonathan Van Helsen, right? Yeah. And then in the sequel, no, no, he's named after Adam Sandler's butler. <laughs> Wait, is it Van Helsen or is it Jonathan Harkness? Jonathan Harkness, sorry. That's the that's like the human, isn't it? In yeah. Is he the human in Dracula? I don't know, I haven't read it. We might as well just make sweeping statements about classic literature, because <laughs> why not? Care. All I know about is Jonathan Lochran. The other guys from these films aren't in it, so we don't get any Alan Covert, we don't get any Peter Dante. Thank God. Now, so we got a message a few weeks ago, let me get it up, on our Instagram. A really nice message as well from Tom Booth. He messaged us saying how he liked the podcast. He thought it was a good premise and how he was laughing at it. And then he put like, keep it up and God bless Peter Dante. And then he said, actually, I've just Googled Peter Dante. And he sounds like a horrible bloke. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so I Googled it. And oh my God, he's the worst man on earth. <laughs> we've been oh, praising for it months. It was really bad, wasn't it? Because we've had this ongoing like mystery it was going to be our next series, like what happened to Peter Dante, like our take on Serial or something like that, one of those podcasts. But it turns out that he's just not in these films because he's like a massive racist prima donna. Awful man. He said so, that he can say the N-word because he's friends with black people, which is like making your own excuse as well as being a dick. So this is TMZ. You can always trust TMZ it. as well, I reckon. Always. So he went to an LA hotel. This is 2013. He called a staff of the N-word and then the F-word. And then he admitted it all afterwards. Yeah, it's crazy. He he said he was going to fuck him up. Clearly doesn't know who the fuck I am. Then the N-word. Do you know who I am? I'm a black belt and you're a black person. I will fuck you up. He's just so awful. And then he said that he threatened to have Buster Rhymes and Adam Sandler come to the house and fuck him up. What, well, Adam Sandler's going to turn up? He said he was going to get... <laughs> was, it, was it Suge Knight as well? Yeah, Suge Knight as well. I thought so, he was in prison. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Dante, he left the property and then TMZ found him strolling around LA and he said that he drops the N-bomb all the time because his black friends are cool with it. And then he dropped another slur telling us, think I'm worried about this. You can suck my dick too, you F-word. What an awful man. No excuse in it. Yeah, that's um, fucked up. So we're no longer asking for the Dante cut of Hubie Halloween. No um, more. And we were insanely close to buying a cameo from him, and I'm glad we haven't now. I don't want to make a besmirchments against his name, but from that, he sounds like an awful bloke. I'm glad he's not in any of these anymore. From that article, uh, yeah. Fuck that guy. 
it's kind of telling that they've not let him be in any of the films since because I think that would line up quite well with the dates of Grown Ups too, wouldn't it? Yeah, 2013, so he's not been in them for eight years. Yeah, horrible thing to do and say. I don't think there's more that needs to really be said over. Obviously, that's no, appalling. That's and, uh, I can't believe that, that we've been saying for 30, <laughs> nearly a 40 episodes, we never found this out. We're so shit. We just don't do job. our research, do we? Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we've got Kevin James instead, who's here as Frankenstein. Yeah. He is fine. Not funny, just there. Do you know Same what I think is good in this one, actually? Like, the animation having, like, little quirky things of, you know, his body coming apart, and then there's a few visual jokes, having his head, like, where his arms should be or whatever, kind of, like, fills in the gaps of where their jokes sort of would let it down into something else. The animation yeah. kind of, like, fills in the cracks there, which is quite good, I guess. I've got to say, I do actually really like the animation in this. Like the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs animation, it's very exaggerated. Whenever there's scenes when, like, Adam Sandler's Dracula gets really angry or really grumpy, the facial expressions and body movements are quite exaggerated, and it's quite fun, I thought. Yeah, I think so. These films, I always have it in my head. I think it's the same with, like, the Illumination ones and stuff. I always think, because they're not Pixar, you always think they don't have those, like, really nice little details. But there were some things in this where, like, the texture work was really good, to be fair. Yeah. The kid in the second one, his hair looks great. Every single thread of it. I felt like I was there. It was very like the kid on Bra- in Brave. But yeah, it, it looks great. I saw something earlier that I think at one point there was like 25 million blades of grass on screen like Whoa. something absolutely crazy like it is quite impressively expressive it's cartoony yeah. and funny but there are good details i think it is, it is good animation i think the second one's better for that as well because it has a few different settings and stuff the first one feels pretty static i know it's mm. called hotel transylvania but it's literally all set in the hotel getting back on characters if we quickly round out the, the rest oh, yeah. of the mains we've got David Spade as the Invisible Man, fine. Not as fun as he usually is in animation. There's some nice bits with him, though, where he's, like, pretending he's got a girlfriend. Yeah, that was all right. (laughs) The second one's way better in every way. Everything settles into itself, I think. Yeah, maybe. There's less groundwork to do. In the first one, there's that tedious introducing all the monsters that obviously he's pals with. In the second one, they just drop you in, and they're like, oh, here they all are. You don't have to set up the characters. You can just start it. And then rounding off then, we've got Steve Buscemi as a big werewolf with a lot of kids. One of his kids, they imply, is going to sleep with the little baby in the second <laughs> one. It's awful. I hate that. Yeah, they're, they're in love. Also, the kid looks too young. Like, he's five, but he looks like a baby. Yeah, he doesn't change, does he? Apart from the first year. There's like a bit in the intro of the second one when, or not even just the intro, like the first 20 minutes where they keep being like, it's been a year since that happened. <laughs> so it's so yeah, years fast really quick. It's like watching a <laughs> New York. <laughs> it's like Dunkirk, all separate timelines. <laughs> There's a part when they're like, Grandpa, he's, his teeth are going to come in, but he's not five yet. They he's not keep... five yet. He is four. Wait until <laughs> next year, which is now. He's, he's four because it's been three years since the last scene. They keep on saying stuff like that. But yeah, they really push the uh, cuteness in the second one. It's a bit of a Baby Yoda, Baby Groot scenario. They're like, oh, let's push these cute characters to sell toys. And they're the main characters. And I hate babies uh, in real life and in films. I think they suck. <laughs> There, I said it. They've had it too good for too long. (laughs) I'm so happy that when I have kids, you're going to be miles away. (laughs) So you can't can't spit on them or whatever it is you do to babies. (laughs) Oh, I'll just be seething with rage whenever you have one. I'll I'll see it when it's five, like in this (laughs) film. When his fangs grow. (laughs) I'll throw it off a building and see if it can fly. (laughs) Oh, God. Off you go. 
but I just don't like baby characters in films, and there's a lot of cutesy baby shit in the second one. Have you seen the Boss Baby though? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, because I know for a fact that has a baby in it. That baby's not cute though. He's a scheming businessman. Great film. Anyway, back to this great film. That baby's the main character of the second one. I guess. I don't he's mind a... the baby. I think he's all right in that one. He's all right. He has his moments. It's a good topic, though, for Adam Sandler as a franchise, because they have so many kids in these films. And I think you are supposed to always think they're cute, and Too I never many. usually do. This is probably the cutest kid that they've got. Yeah. Rounding off the monster cast is finally the mummy. Right. I hated the mummy in the first film. <laughs> I like him in the second one. And then I remembered that he's played by notorious criminal CeeLo Green in the first one. Yeah, the reason he didn't come back is because he got arrested, because he's a really, really bad man. <laughs> I hate him. He doesn't mesh with the other cast at all. He has no chemistry. Why did they bring him in? Is it just for the musical performance? Yeah, I guess so. But even then, he doesn't sing in the same way that Celo usually sings, which no, I don't get. That's what annoyed me. He I expected a Celo totally Green song. Yeah. Keegan Michael Key plays him in the second one way better. He is better, but I think that's still the weakest character. The only yeah. visual gag I like is when he falls off of the like flying carpet or wherever it is and he gets unwrapped and there's just like a little skinny skeleton flying through the sky. I like that. Yeah. Here's what I think is confusing. So I read that apparently, you know, in animated films, they get each of the individual cast members to come in one at a time. This one, they got Adam Sandler, Kevin James, David Spade and Buscemi in a room together to capture that grown-ups feel. The other main monster, (laughs) CeeLo, was left outside in the dark. That's why he doesn't mesh with him. He wasn't in the room with him. He wasn't in the room so where he it doesn't happened. get any jokes. He's actually good as well. I really like Keegan Michael Key and other stuff. So apart from like when it. he was in Just Go With It. Yeah, they should have let him come into the room. I do feel there is that. Here's all my mates. Also the freaking mummies here. Yeah. That could have been played by anyone else in the first one of than CeeLo Green. Rob Schneider? No. <laughs> no. We'd probably try and do an Egyptian accent. Oh god. I don't even want to know what that would be. Do you want me to do a little bit of um I've noticed two things in these films that break the universe, and I hate it. Go on. Okay, number one. So Mavis is 118 years old, and Johnny is 21. But it's kind of like they've just added 100. She's meant to be 18. That's the character. But vampire, she's 118, but she acts like an 18-year-old. I did a bit of maths. That means that vampires in this universe, because they can't turn people into vampires. They don't. They don't even drink blood. They don't do anything. He had, like, fake blood, didn't he? In, like, a little carton. Yeah, they can live fine. They can pretty much go in the sun most of the time in the second one. Yeah, with some cream and a little hat. Very little threat to them. But their main thing is they have this extended life. I did a bit of maths, and based on her current aging process, she ages six times less than a normal human being okay i worked out that based on him being 21 when he's 81 years old mavis will have the appearance and the life of a 28 year old oh fuck he's getting left isn't he she's gonna outlive him and i was writing over and over again she's gonna outlive him she's gonna outlive her son but then obviously the reveal is that he's also a vampire so yeah so just the dad dies and they just the figures as well if you think about the baby that baby's going to be a baby for about 50 years. He's never yeah. going to see the baby as, a, as an adult. And then he'll die. He's going <laughs> to... Yeah, and he's going to always have to be raising a baby. <laughs> Until he's like 60, he's raising a little baby. Is that why he still looks really young then when he's five? Bloody hell, we've answered our own question. Cause, yeah, because your teeth don't come through at five, do they? They're aging 
about six times less than the normal human being. So he's about one. Fuck, that's and so it makes sad. Sense. It is sad. It kind of ruined the film for me because I was constantly thinking about their future. Which Why they can't they make have. him a vampire? Why don't they make him a vampire? Exactly. His son uh, might do it by accident. He might bite him by accident. But they've never shown that that's how you make a vampire in this universe. I think they like to keep it light with like the CeeLo songs and LMFA home. Keep it light. In the first one, his wife gets savagely murdered by humans with fire. <laughs> yeah, but you don't see it happen. I just think he doesn't want to go into the moral dilemmas of, you know, dooming someone to a lifetime of okay. eternity. Obviously, a kid wouldn't think about this because a kid isn't aware that they're going to die. and They don't know about yeah, aging. Exactly. But I do as an older man. I was really stressed out about the ramifications of that. Yeah, that's horrible. Film. When they're off season, when the hotel's closed, I reckon they have all sorts of like, philosophical debates it's probably very dire around there very sad (laughs) as soon as the musical number's over Mavis is sat in a corner head in her hands thinking I'll outlive everyone I love except my dad I would never get anything done because I'd be like oh should probably take the bins out no it'll be alright I've got another 900 years yeah so will she move on after Johnny when she'll only be 28 based on her ageing projection we're nearly that age it doesn't feel like the prime of your life exactly does it (laughs) if the love of my life has aged up (laughs) 80 and died I'll just move on probably very sad do you want my second world break-in thing I noticed yeah because I mean that one is fair but I don't really mind it that much I think it it could lead to a really interesting Hotel Transylvania 6 this one will annoy you maybe it annoyed me so in the second one in the opening scene they're at the wedding of Andy Samberg and Mavis. They have the wedding photos there's a big bit a big joke that obviously the vampires don't show up in the photos yeah because of product placement they have a lot of sony products in the second one uh, way more than i expected you've got sony phones and then there's huge bits are mavis and dracula facetiming each other with cameras they yeah. shouldn't be showing up on those fucking cameras there's a big bit when the kid is filmed and turned into a youtube clip that he's not a vampire yet but he's then, not a vampire yet but then he's in it he gets dub smashed <laughs> yeah. and everyone else is there as well and they're all vampires at camp wakanui or whatever it was called that should be a lot of like floating books and floating <laughs> phones <laughs> floating glasses like uh, the invisible man oh yeah that is true that is a bit silly it's really annoyed me <laughs> it's really stupid really a big oversight yeah, because vampires don't have reflections either, do they? Yeah, all they had to do was not have that first joke. If they'd have just gone, oh, in this universe, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That'd have been fine. But they did the joke and then they spent the rest of the film using cameras. That is sad. Fuck this film. I'm trying to, <laughs> think, that. Of a way- I'm trying to think of a way to cheat it. It's like... You well, can't. They- Maybe Sony is such a good company with their branded technology that they finally developed technology that pick up <laughs> vampires' faces. <laughs> It can do anything. Such a gripe to have with this film, though, isn't it? I had a real gripe with it. I've got a few things that I want to point out that are quite a lot shorter than that, but they're just little <laughs> things that I've starred. In Hotel Transylvania 2, this this is. At that wedding bit, Jonathan Lochran gets married in a suit with shorts. <laughs> He's always wearing shorts. That's, That's a pudding, pudding boy, boy. suit. <laughs> That's the wedding at the end of Pudding Boy. Uh, this is also another one of those films that mention Hawaii all the time. Lots of Hawaii, yeah. Is, is he Bella's sponsored obsessed. by him or something? Obsessed with Hawaii. Another note I've got is that Dracula gives the invisible man a titty twister. Oh, I didn't see that. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have got that from the 1930s Hammer films, would you? <laughs> titty twister. He does that, but then Miley Cyrus can't voice a character because she licked a cake. We've seen... Adam Sandler fucking someone from behind while they scream, fuck me like a merman, fuck me like a merman, or whatever it was. I don't want to remember that scene. We've also got 
in the first one, it ends with an airplane chase sequence of someone confessing love, wedding singer style. Did you notice that in the first one, it did feel more like Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg had the chemistry. Him chasing him down, and they're mm. the ones who do the thing. Like, she's so passive in that first film. I think that's why I didn't like the first one. Their, their romance was shit. Wasn't really there, was it? It was just that she was attracted to him because she liked his shorts, I think. But yeah, the first one, they did have good chemistry. There was, like, a bit when they were racing each other on, like, flying tables. It was actually yeah. kind of... It was quite fun, wasn't kind of it? Fun. There was a visual joke I really liked, little thing here. There was a toadstool a stool made of toads that was in the first like five minutes i was like fucking hell this is gonna peak here isn't it brilliant bit of visual comedy that lots of venom fao in my notes you know you said about sounds like old people trying to be cool or what they think kids will think is cool andy sandberg says this line about LMFAO sexy and i know it he says it's a cool jam don't be such a grandpa he's supposed That's... to be like a 21 year old man would you would you have ever said that when you were 21 oh i'd say that now man <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about this cool jam dude hello fellow kids <laughs> I like the uh, Blob character. Yeah, he is pretty good. Blobby. He's good in the second one. He has a bit of an arc. They bring him in because he's never left the castle and then he goes on like a little adventure and, and then they blow him up and he's the way they get home. Yeah, and he's in like a sidecar. He's on like a moped connected yeah. to a like, monster car. That was quite nice. Funny, yeah. Dracula's dad is played Bad. by Mel Brooks, who mm. directed Young Frankenstein. I think they referenced that quite a few times, which is a great film. And also in Rain Over Me, isn't that the guy he's obsessed with? So yeah, they cool. go to his like movie marathon, don't they? And we said that it seems like a lot of Adam Sandler's jokes are definitely heavily inspired by him. I love Mel Brooks's voice as well. Like he's got a brilliant voice for like animated films. I, yeah. Every time I hear it, I'm like, it, it feels very familiar. I, I like hearing him. Yeah, it was cool how they brought that character in and they had the same thing of him hating humans that Adam Sandler had from the first one. And yeah. It showed a bloody lovely character development that Adam Sandler was now protecting the humans. There was a good line, I think, in the second one. It's like, you've learned to accept them, but have you learned to love them? Because he really doesn't want his grandson to not be a vampire. Mm. Uh, I feel like it would be better if the kid wasn't a vampire. Yeah. Was... Then you get the scene where they're all kicking ass. Yeah. His fight scene at the end was sick. <laughs> it was so sick. They're beating up the shit out of all these, what What are they? Like a bunch of big bats? Yeah, I guess so. They're like man bats. I like that they gave the little kid an avocado. It's like, oh, he's got good fats in it. That was fun. Yeah, yeah that was all right, wasn't it? Oh, I liked that when the kid turned into a bat at the end, he had like little ginger afro. Little ginger but afro. As a bat. Bat hair. That was pretty good. Do you like the uh, thing of Adam Sandler keep calling, because the baby's called Dennis, but he keeps calling him Denisovich. Do you like that? Yeah, fine. It's not very funny, but it's fine. <laughs> they do it quite a few times, don't they? The one thing I didn't really get or like was that for some reason, Jonathan thinks that he's backpacks like a human honestly it's never I funny i think if he had like a voice for it you know how like have you seen frozen <laughs> yeah man you know how is he called sven he has like a reindeer and he does like the voice for it and it's like how he like reflects is through this reindeer but it's just him speaking but doing a funny voice i don't yeah. get why he didn't just do something like that with the backpack and make it so, relevant what i don't get here is i really like andy sandberg i've said it loads in this podcast mm -hmm. and I really didn't care for him. I think he's maybe my least favourite character that isn't the mummy. <laughs> he's got a voice that sounds the perfect worst. for like an animated film. But do you know this thing, the DreamWorks shit-eating grin? The what? You know how every DreamWorks film has characters with a shit-eating grin? Yeah. Like that smirk. He's got the perfect face, voice yeah. for characters that look like that. But here he's playing someone who's like... The hero. The naive hero. I think he'd be better as like a cocky shithead. Yeah, and he doesn't change as a character. He doesn't develop. He doesn't become different i feel there's a bit of a missed opportunity with him and then in the second one he's barely he does no he's so passive 
Like he mm. doesn't care. He's there as the stooge for Dracula. Whilst it's Mavis who wants to leave, I didn't really care for them too. But I did like. I really liked. I forgot to mention already. Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. Yeah, Nick Offerman's got a great voice as well. I I think the cast is well chosen because like even the main ones, like Steve Buscemi's voice is funny. David Spade's voice is funny, so they do all work mm. quite nicely. But yeah, Nick Offerman brings like a nice drollness to it where everyone else is quite colourful. Yeah, I, I like that. He's good because he's the human character. He's meant to be the straight character to this wackiness. I think he works well. I like the bit when Blobby comes back. <laughs> Just <laughs> all my notes are about Blobby. He comes back on his scooter and he's got like a squirrel attached inside him. And then, the, yeah. then there's like the ticking clock because they're trying to get back before the mum. But they're going really slow because they're on a mobility scooter. And then Blobby has to stop for a piss. And then he pisses out of like 90 holes. Yeah, like, for four streams. Mom. That's quite funny. And as well, I think doesn't Dracula say something like, couldn't you have gone when there was all that traffic? <laughs> or something like that. Maybe I like <laughs> this film. It's actually quite good, <laughs> thinking back yeah. to it. I like the second one. I think the second one's a lot more fun. I think the first one's maybe more creative with like just the standard monster stuff. Whilst the second one, they just have fun with it, which I appreciate. Yeah. I think that's a lot more interesting than setting up all these rubbish characters that for we already age stages. Know to then do a musical number and then a boring party scene and boring party scene and then the end. Yeah, I guess so. As well, here's a good one. I don't know if you've seen this, but did you catch the Jared Sandler cameo in the second one? Uh, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a bit where Dracula's trying to scare his grandson, Dennis, into like revealing his powers, trying to shock him. And they go to a forest where I think they try and get the wolf man to run and kill a sheep or something like that. He catches a frisbee instead. And then a car drives past it. And there's a guy and he's like, uh, oh my God, are you Dracula? And he's like really happy to see him. And he says, do you know anywhere around here where we can get a bite? And then his wife's like, did you seriously just ask a vampire where we could get a bite? Oh yeah, was that? The guy's, that was... the guy's Jared Sandler. <laughs> I'm always happy to hear that up and comer. Jared Sandler, I've heard a rumour that he's the new Peter Dante. I'm glad for that. What a way better bloke from all accounts. Uh, I mean, I haven't Googled him. We could find out that he's got serious issues, but I think he's all right. I know we just said that none of them were in it, but actually I'm pretty certain that most of the Happy Madison guys were in the second one, but not the first one. Robert Smigel was in it as Marty slash Harry Free Eye slash Navigator. He's the guy we spoke about that wrote and directed The Week Off, who's also triumphant. (sighs) cowardly dog or whatever it was <laughs> the critic dog or <laughs> brilliant sadie and sonny sandler are both in this there's like some of the yeah. kids voices chris parnell is in it as the fly he was in ridiculous six i think i like the fly i think the fly was good the fly was pretty good nick swardson was in the second one as uh, what kelsey i don't know who kelsey was what was that was know. that one of the camp people I don't know. Rob Riggle was in both of these. You know Rob Riggle? Yeah, I, lo- I love Rob Riggle. He's really funny in uh, yeah. Step Brothers. <laughs> I don't know what it is about you, but I just want to punch your face. Great film. Have you gone on the IMDb trivia for this film? There's so many. There's like 80 for both of them. There's so much trivia. 123 photo Transylvania ones. Shall I read them all out? Oh. <laughs> Alan Covert was in the second one too. As Shut the candle up. cake is... monster. God, what the fuck was that? He I remember the, the cake ca- one. I think it's the cake at the start, isn't it? Brilliant. 
don't quite remember it. Frank has light blue skin, which you might think, why has he got light blue skin? Frankenstein's green. But in the original film, when they filmed it, the makeup was blue. Wow. Yeah, his uh, license plate is Romanian, which is good because Transylvania is now part of Romania. God, most of these are shit. <laughs> attention to detail. The thing is, we always do this. We go into the trivia. And not only have we got now got two films to do it for, but also the trivia, there's so much more for this one than I've ever seen. Is it just because there's like so many hidden details in like the animation and stuff, maybe? Yeah, and there's a lot of intertextuality, but also I feel like there are there is an audience. People do like these these films. I feel like the fourth one's going to fall down without Adam Sandler, though. I'm not as excited for it now that I know that he's not in it. Yeah, because he's kind of the linchpin of the series. He's the main man. Jonathan Lockroom was also in the second one as a cop. And I think you might like this one. One of our recent favourites, Tom Kenny, was also in it, the first one, as additional voices. You know that Who's character? Tom Kenny? He voices SpongeBob, but he also plays Binky the oh, Clown yeah. in our favourite film, Shakes the Clown. Have you heard of that one? I don't recall that one, to be <laughs> honest. It's 25 million blades of grass. I think I mentioned that about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Just found it again. The left big toe on Frank is attached incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> There was a joke about Frankenstein where he was like, someone said that his left arm's family was like a pig strangler. Mm. And he was like, I've got pig strangling blood in my left arm. <laughs> that brings me into a Kevin James quote. He says, Frank seems like a big tough guy, but the times when he goes to pieces, says Kevin James, I mean, literally. Uh... <laughs> he does. He comes to pieces. Griffin is the name of the HD Wells main character in the mm-hmm. invisible man i've seen that bit of trivia five times oh is that why there's so much people just keep adding people the same keep thing. adding the same ones not fucking reading it the animation legend gendy tartakovsky directed this he made dexter's lab and powerpuff girls he's a big name in yeah animation. he's done some good stuff hasn't he I think, did he do avatar as well that series yeah and then he did this <laughs> Which is mad. And it is another one. Murray is a former entertainer to the great pharaohs of Egypt and lives most of the year deep inside an Egyptian tomb. 14 <laughs> of 24 found this interesting. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is shit. I don't know if you noticed this. You know how they were showing Dracula looking at the picture of his wife? Yeah. You think she looked familiar? Ooh, maybe. I don't know. Who's she? Jackie Sandler. Fuck off. She was voiced Fuck by Jackie off. Sandler. I thought it straight away. I've got a note. I think it's like, yeah, like five lines in. I was like, Dracula's wife, Jackie Sandler. And I put loads of question marks. And then I searched it and it was her all along. Oh, for God's sake. Why are you um, so annoyed about that? I don't know. I should be happy, but I'm just annoyed because I'm reading through some of the worst trivia I've ever seen. What did you think of when it got to the end of the first one and there was a monster festival? And by a incredible turn of events animated Adam Sandler was in a small town and he was the best bloke. Oh, I need a moment. This is this one has really done me in. <laughs> I look at me, I'm broken. My eyes are red. I can't sleep because I'm thinking about this universe. I'm just like so excited to watch the short film Puppy. <laughs> And Monster Pets. No, not Monster Pets. That's got that phony Adam Sandler guy playing Dracula. You know that there's a Nintendo DS tie-in game for the first (laughs) one as well. I might buy it. Oh, great. If you play that one, then I'll play the PlayStation 4 one and then we'll compare notes. Oh, God, I'm going to fucking scream. And when the sky cracks, I don't always think that I can... Strong is the brand new single from Joe Tyrone, produced by Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park, streaming everywhere now. I'm not always going to be as strong as I am. Let's go on to the Santa scale now. I think it's Thank time. You. How did you do this week? 
considering we watched three and a bit hours worth of film, I didn't get a fucking bingo. I didn't do a single shot for Monster Mash being played. <laughs> when we were doing this, we decided we did our normal sound of scale. But then we also said, if the Monster Mash plays at all, we do a shot. I really thought we'd be a shoo-in for the Monster Mash played at least four times. Yeah. Nothing. We used the same sound of scale for the whole thing. And I thought there was the odd chance I might have got a bingo, but I didn't. I did get fast food in both of them. Doritos and cakes and candy. So it's, it's more junk food than fast food, but I think it's okay. I'll give it you, man. I did tick, it's okay for men to be gross, but not women. Mm. That's because they keep on talking about how Dracula had like his first kiss with his wife when he was like 15 or something like that. And Mavis isn't allowed to. So I was like, it's kind of a one rule for men, one rule for women type deal. Yeah, as bringing there our, always is. Bringing our wokeness to Hotel Transylvania one tick at a time. <laughs> Sandler Sings ticked that for both films. He sang Mockingbird in the first one. Then he sang every song ever in the second one. Actor that shouldn't be in this film. <laughs> <laughs> For the first one, CeeLo Green, because he's a criminal. Because he's a crim. And I don't know, I guess, like, there's probably someone in this. I mean, I think Mel Brooks should maybe be doing something better than this. Yeah, probably. Uh, Nice Property, the Hotel Transylvania, of course. I didn't get an illiterate joke. I was close to ticking that because the little boy keeps on saying kibos instead of because. But I think that's not being able to talk rather than being illiterate. Pepsi, no Pepsi in this. They only drink blood. 70s or 80s rock song plays. No 70s or 80s rock song. They only listen to LMS. Very surprising. Low Rider. The problem is their nostalgia in the film is for Mozart and Beethoven. So that's their like normal 70s thing. Is oh yeah, that... they're in it, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got them in for this film. I also didn't tick court case, surprisingly, in this children's animated film about monsters. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. That Maybe in the third movie. one, they, they might break international laws when they're on their vacation. God. How did you do? I did very good this week. I got a line in 34 minutes and 36 seconds. I knew exactly the moment. So, my line was outdated reference as soon as LMFAO played. (laughs) Fuck you. As soon as that cool jam played. Don't be such a grandpa. Every day I'm shuffling. (laughs) As I scratched it out. Hitting face happens almost immediately, I think, at the just in the lobby area. People getting smacked about. And then my last line there was stand-up or music performance, which was a beautiful new one. Really helped me because there's lots of musical performances in that first film. Did good. The other ones I got, fart joke. I got racist joke I did from the the human monster dynamic. He actually says that's kind of racist at one point. Yeah, exactly. They try and bring in this social commentary using monsters, which is a bit shit. There's vomit, I think from yeah. some horrible monster. Uh, and my final one that I crossed off, you've added this to the Sandler scale. I really like this one. It's something that I always talk about. We get really happy when this happens, which is surprisingly ripped dad bod. <laughs> I had it there and I was like, it'll be so good if he gets his top off and he's got a bit of a like a ripped body. Like a V. Then he goes in a steam room and he's got like <laughs> little animated pecs. Perfect triangular body. And I was like, yes, he's ripped. It is perfect i i think i had a few unlucky ones that aren't the most constant like pepsi and illiterate jokes aren't yeah. always in it but i feel like these films are surprisingly heavy on the tropes the ones i didn't get i didn't get mcdonald's same as you because all they're eating is blood and then uh <laughs> dream because there's no dreams i don't think in this but yeah really heavy on the tropes for me but yeah unlucky week for you you win some fun, you lose mate. some anyway there's only one question left to ask luke thomas are you 
going to grab your passport, grab both of these films on 4K Ultra Blu-ray definition discs <laughs> and take them in your hand luggage and get a little flight all the way to the Sandler Castle? Or are you going to live in an alternate dimension where monsters are still hated by the humans and they're banished away to the Sandler Pit with these films? Which one are you taking? I'm going to say this is the hardest decision of this whole podcast for me. This is really, like, I have had no idea until, like, even as we were recording, I, I wasn't sure where I'd swing. What about the animal, I, though? That was a hard decision. That was also quite hard because I loved the animal. But I feel like I'm going to have to put this one in the castle. Definitely the second one more for me. I like the second one a lot more than the first one. If it was just the second one in isolation, I'd put that in the castle. And the first one, I'd probably be more edging to the pit because I didn't like a lot of the characters in the first one. I think there's elements of this that aren't good. There are elements that are all right. It's not that bad. There are some bits, particularly in the second one, which are quite funny. It's not great. It's kind of boring. And I can't criticise anyone who does like these. It's just, you can tell it's designed for kids. I'm sure kids do find these funny and it does have an audience. And that's why it's the biggest franchise Adam Sandler has. So yeah, for that, I think it's going to go into the castle. What about you? Yeah, I think I agree, to be honest. I didn't make as many notes or think as hard about these films as you did. So yeah, I kind of let them wash over me and watching them in two nights like apart I think was definitely a benefit I don't know if I could watch them both in one go because there's so much Flowrider like if I wanted to listen to a Flowrider album I would just listen to a Flowrider album (laughs) yeah (laughs) the good definitely outweighs the bad there was enough parts where I was like smiling or maybe laughing slightly it doesn't reach the heights of some Disney films at all it doesn't come close to that sort of thing but probably better than a lot of like the sony stuff and whatever there's there's enough jokes there that even though they're obviously for kids there's enough like slightly adult leaning jokes maybe not rude ones but like a bit more grown up i suppose and i think the animation itself as we've said is really quite good the style of it is great and like it feels like a lot more love and effort has been put in this compared to european gigolo yeah i think in that in that respect (laughs) definitely castle yeah I think that's that's a fair thing. A lot of the ones that we've already put in the castle already, like the Ridiculous Six. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had enough fun watching them. I definitely wouldn't be in any rush to watch them again, but I don't feel like I could heap on hatred as much with these as I could with at least half of the films that we've watched so far. Yes, I agree. So understandably, uh, Hotel Transylvania 1 and 2, even though they're not particularly inspiring or interesting films, they're still making it into the castle with all the good stuff like Ridiculous 6 and the hot chick. They can discuss family-friendly scares with Hubie Halloween in the turrets at the top of our castle. Isn't it mad that Eight Crazy Nights, the other animated film we've covered, is in the pit, (laughs) which is way better than these. (laughs) Way better. I really don't know what's good or bad anymore. Before we go on to my Sadler game, do you have any predictions for the third one? Well, we know it's a vacation. I think that there's going to be a subplot of them leaving maybe Steve Buscemi and the werewolves to look after the hotel. I reckon one one person will be looking after the hotel and it'll keep yeah. cutting back. And he'll be like, are you washing the curtains? And they'll be like, ah, yeah, I'm washing the curtains. And then in the background, and the like, little kids horrible are like dogs. on the curtains. <laughs> That'd be quite good, actually. You get cover for the hotel. I'm saying now, because he has been a widow in both of these films, I'm calling it now that 
in the third one, he's going to get a love interest, Ooh. a beautiful vampire lady. Or maybe oh, they he... go on holiday to Mexico and there's like a Day of the Dead woman. Oh, perfect. Like yeah. The first one, Mavis gets a boyfriend. The second one, they have a kid and then Dracula learns to be a granddad. The third one, it has to be a love story for him. I reckon that the great granddad lives with him now as well. I reckon he'll be coming on that vacation and he's going to be a nah. pain in the ass. I reckon he dies early doors like John Cleese in Shrek the Third. I guess just loads of jokes about how they're standing out. It's their first time out in the world. Lots of jokes about how every time they go in the sun, they burn. And then the ginger guy will be like, oh, the same here, because he's ginger. (laughs) That'll be something. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. They might just like go somewhere and hate the food there. They're just ignoring the the inevitable that eventually she's going to outlive him. (laughs) Maybe that's what this one's about. It's their last holiday together before he dies as an old man. She's like 12. It's really tragic. I think we've spoken about Hotel Transylvania more than anyone on earth has ever spoken about it ever. For now. For now. So that's well and truly in the castle. Do you want to play a little Sandler game before we finish? Oh, I'd love to play a Sandler game. I'm in a fun mood. Oh, well, prepare to not have any fun. We've played a very simple one for me and a bit of a harder one for you. We're just going to do 20 questions. We've got three characters, none of whom are played by Adam Sandler. We've gone hard mode for all three. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Yeah. In our longest episode, this is going to be the longest game ever. I like in the last one, you cut down all the pauses. So my questions were rapid. They were like... Is it 2000s? Is it a male? Is it (laughs) in reality that took ages? I I think I edited a 25 minute sequence down to maybe 12 minutes or something like that. It's like double pace. You have to do the same here. The people at home will have no idea. Seamless editing from you. Do you want to have a guess with our first one? So the first person. Okay. First question. Am I a man? Yes. But can I define him as a man? I don't know. What? I don't know. Am this I... character's barely a man. Okay, am I young? No. Oh. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I can't put an age. Barely a man. I'm giving too many... Am I a David Spade character in the do-over? No. <laughs> so they're not played by Adam Sandler, you've said. Would you consider this character to be the antagonist, the villain? No. Am I a friend of Sandler? Yes. Am I played by a Happy Madison regular? Yes. For sake, I'm not really narrowing this down. I'm going That's not narrowing down at all. I'm not writing it down either, so I don't even know what I've asked. <laughs> I've already lost it. <laughs> Doing this quite quick as well. Wait, are we okay to do like dates and stuff? Is that a question? I'm asking you that, but no. Uh, yeah, you can do dates. Am I in a film that came out in the early noughties? Yes. Okay. Am I played by Rob Schneider? Yes. <laughs> Am I Ula from Fifty First Dates? No. Okay. Am I a delivery man? No. Early noughties, Rob Schneider. Am I a male gigolo? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate this character? Yeah, I hate all his characters, but yeah. I don't think I've hated him as much as I hate other ones. Okay. Am I animated? No. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a prince? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's going on? <laughs> When's he a prince? Prince of Bebo and Click. <laughs> You've got five questions. You're doing terribly. <laughs> Come on. Hey, I've narrowed down the actor. Early but, uh, 2000s, Rob Schneider. Is it definitely early 2000s? Yeah. It's definitely. It's definitely. For fuck's sake. When did Real Rob come out? Um, <laughs> <laughs> am I a policeman? Yes. <laughs> With superpowers. Do I drink badger milk? Yes. 
Am I Marvin Mange, the animal? Yes, you're Marvin Mange in the animal. Fucking hell. You got Rob Schneider like 10 questions again. So fast. Yeah, I didn't. I just thought it must be an Adam Sandler film. I didn't think. I thought that barely a man would give you a clue because it's mainly animals. Oh, uh, <laughs> so... of course. I think I took it in a more like normal way, <laughs> thinking it'd be a kid. Little kid Rob. Uh, are you ready for your second one? Yeah, so I think maybe so. a bit harder, I think. Hmm. Am I a man? Yes. Am I insane? No. Oh, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> Am I played by one of the grown-ups? Yes. Okay. Am I played by Kevin James? No. Am I played by Chris Rock? Yes. Am I involved in an explosion? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, then am I... Coach? Is he called Coach or Janitor or I don't know what his <laughs> name is. Really close. What's the word for a janitor? Caretaker? Yes. <laughs> it's from the longest yard. Oh. That was very quick. Well done. Right. I was gonna say am I Cor- Corby Catisse or whatever his name was. <laughs> Kirby. <laughs> Kirby. Like the little Nintendo character. <laughs> Alright, the last one. Am I involved in sports? No. Am I a love interest? Uh Oh, no, I'm not a love interest. Yeah, no, no. Am I a man? Yes. Very sexist game you've Barely. played here. Is it another animal? <laughs> Am I a vampire? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> also, you say this is a sexist game. Every character of these yeah, films yeah. is men. <laughs> women. It could have been Mavis <laughs> from the Hotel Transylvania series. Not involved in sports. What a shit question that turned out to be. Am I in a film that we put into the castle? Oh, no, no. Okay. Am I Christopher Walken in Click? No. Oh, I just thought I'd... Just thought I'd... A barely a man. Barely a man. Yeah, he's a god. <laughs> 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 or an angel, whatever it was. The angel of death. Oh, I fucking love these films. They actually are so good, aren't they? They are so class. <laughs> <laughs> so was that, that barely a man thing was like an actual thing? Oh, God, you playing games with me here oh, um, oh, you're, you're teasing me <laughs> um, <laughs> what, am i a friend of adam sandler yes he's character yeah am i one of the grown-ups yes am i played by david spade yes what the fuck's his character called in grown-ups like marcus uh, <laughs> is that him marcus is it marcus <laughs> marcus I think his name's Marcus in Grown Ups, is it not? I'm going to change Marcus. Why is that so funny? It is Marcus. It's Marcus Higgins. They never say his name out. Was that right? It was Marcus Higgins. No, no, no that's not the answer to the question. Obviously, oh, no. because I didn't know his name. <laughs> his name's Marcus. Why did I not know that? Am I in the do-over? Yes. <laughs> That's a little anticlimax for this game. What the heck was he called? What was he called in the do over? Should we look it up? Come on, I know the name. Am I trying to do it without looking it up? I think you should name every name in the English language. <laughs> See if you get it. I reckon he's called like Peter. Oh no, he's not called Peter. Uh, Colin? Not Colin. These are all good guesses though. These are if it was set in Britain, isn't it? Yeah. If he was British, called Colin. Called. Eugene? No, he's not called Eugene. Frank? No. Karachi? I can't like give you like eight more names. Uh, I don't think. I'm trying to think if there's a, a fun clue, but I'm, I'm running. I visit a chocolate factory. Augustus. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. 
Is he Grandpa Joe? His name's Mike TV. God, I am so tired. He's called Charlie. Charlie, right? A little bit of a background. We've been going for like two and a half hours. We've had technical difficulties. I'm so tired. Have you had dinner? No, man. I'm so hungry. It's insane. We've had to record it in three separate parts because our internet has been messing up. Talking about these children's films. <laughs> well, That's a good game. Different. Great choices. Good we choice actually got there. through that pretty quick, you know. Yeah, a lot quicker than I did when you did it. Because I sad, don't have a brain. Our brains just work very differently, don't they? Yeah, mine doesn't work. <laughs> <It's just laughs> I'm obsessed with Adam Sandler. You even knew that his name was Marcus. <laughs> like the little boy from About a Boy, Marcus. Well, that was a lot of fun, just like the Hotel Transylvania films, which are securely in the castle. Next week, we're going to be holding on to our passports. We're not putting them down yet. So we're taking a little trip to a place called Spangland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to that lovely beautiful European country of Spangland because we're going to be speaking a lot of Spanglish next week for the film Spanglish starring Adam Sandler don't know anything about this it looks like a very sad drama have you seen it? you know what I think I have I think I've seen parts of it and Adam Sandler has really nice curly hair in it other than that (laughs) I don't think I remember anything that is going to be good to revisit you love his hair I do love his hair I love his hair but only I'm really hoping he has a ripping dad bod in it (laughs) It looks harmless, has, this film. But has anyone ever seen this? Like, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I don't know. If you were going to the cinema in the olden times, you did have a, a phone that you could Google what's going on. Yeah. You see all the 2004 films, probably... Spider-Man like, 2 and Spanglish. <laughs> too Fast, Too Furious and Spanglish. <laughs> what are you going to watch? Yeah, obviously I'm hitting Paul Walker and the other guy in, uh, <laughs> in that Too Fast, Too Furious film. But yeah, Man. Spanglish. Not a great name. I'm guessing it's about a clash between English people and Spanish people. I used to do English teaching. There is a a word for, in Chinese, if they invent English words, they call that uh, Chinglish, which is like Chinese English. Yeah. And I think it's the same with this, like Spanglish, Spanish, English. Like, I don't know, might be all right. Yeah, it could be okay. I mean, all the posters look like perfect film for your nan. Yeah. Come back next week and we're going to be sitting there with a little blanket over our legs watching Spanglish. <laughs> Digging into this rom-com classic, Spanglish. Big, big cup of tea. But if anyone wants to get in touch with us, the more modern way, how can they find us? If people want to get in touch with us, they can find us on Instagram and Twitter. We're on there, at the Sand the Pit, or they can email us thesandthepit at gmail.com yeah or you can also go on our facebook for the sandler pit where i am putting rock in hotel transylvania memes <laughs> on every day i'm putting pictures of that mummy and i'm putting rock in lmfao tracks on there <laughs> it's sick <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much to joe tarone for yeah, our lovely theme song is also out there on spotify joe tarone he- a big thank you as always to luke thomas for his lovely artwork oh, please can't wait to see the the bat that you draw for this the blobby oh thank you as always to Luke Terry you have a nightmare coming up editing this one and you edit all our episodes together in our trailers and you do it thanklessly so thank you so much very welcome as always it's been a very happy Dracula bye from me and a very happy Dracula bye from him scream cheese bagels are your favourite guilty very amusing invisible man hello great to See you. <laughs> <laughs>